Today, we've got our monthly Tacos Tuesday special where we're going to talk all things PPC. And we've got an expert who's going to talk to us about PPC at launch and also how to use search query performance to better your PPC game. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Are you a six, seven, or eight-figure seller and want to network in a private mastermind group with other experienced sellers? Or maybe you want to take advantage of monthly advanced training sessions with Kevin King, an expert guest. Do you want to come to our quarterly in-person all-day trainings at Helium 10 headquarters? Or do you want the widest access to the Helium 10 set of tools? For all of these things, the Elite program might be for you. For more information on Helium 10 Elite, go to h10.me forward slash elite. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I'm your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that is our monthly Tacos Tuesday show. All right, so every month we invite a special guest here and we talk anything and everything PPC related, and we also take a lot of your questions live. Start getting any and all of your PPC questions ready because we've got a special guest who's going to be uh, going over some things today. But uh, without further ado, let me go ahead and invite him on here. Mansoor, how's it going, man? Going great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Now, tell us a little bit about, you know, this is your first time on Tacos Tuesday. This is your first time on uh, our podcast. So, like, we don't have your backstory. And you were just telling me you're actually living right now in uh, Canada, right? Yes. I, I live in Toronto, Canada. Uh, I am an Amazon seller selling in Amazon Canada. And also my main thing is PPC. I work uh, with Incrementum Digital as a director of Amazon advertising. And over there, we have hundreds of clients. We spend over $5 million, uh, on a monthly basis. And I'm in charge of the strategy, the new trainings, getting in touch with the clients, and overall managing the whole uh, PPC department. Now, did you start as a, an Amazon seller? Yes, I did. Uh, what, what, uh, about what year? I started at the end of 2018. Okay. And by 2019, yeah, I launched my first product. And since then, I have had the product, and I'm about to launch a new brand. It's a, a nutritional supplement brand in Canada. So... I'm working on that actively. I'll see how supplements in Canada are no joke, and there's so much regulations and stuff over there. Like I, uh, that's crazy. A, that's a good thing because of that barrier to entry, right? And not everyone can enter. Exactly. So. Okay. How, how did you get uh, introduced to e-commerce uh, in general? Well, uh, I used to be a construction manager, and I moved to Canada around 2015. I used to be a construction manager. My background is in civil engineering. So as I was in construction management, I love that freedom of location. So I started looking online to see what I could do that it could give me that kind of freedom. So I ended up uh, learning about Amazon, uh, selling on Amazon. Actually, Helium 10 course was one of the course that the, uh, the freedom ticket, one of the courses okay. that I watched. I loved it. Kevin King, you, you did a great job and I learned a lot from you guys. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's how I entered Amazon. And it's funny that I was in a meetup in Canada 
we were like uh, we were with few of these Amazon sellers. One of these uh, people t- was talking to me, asked me, "Who's managing your PPC?" I said, "I'm managing. It's I'm okay. There's no mm-hmm. issue with that." And he all of a sudden said, "Do you want to manage my PPC?" I said, "Sure, I'll manage your PPC." So. I don't remember, like he's my friend now, but I charged him $250 per month at a time to just manage his account, nothing. So I, I did a good job. He was happy and he introduced uh, his friend to me. He was he was a, a seven-figure seller. I started managing his account. To this day, he's still my client and he's doing great. Uh, we are friends, we hang out sometimes. So that was my process to transition to PPC, I realized, Okay, it seems like I'm good at it. So yeah, pro- yeah. Pro- probably realize you should be charging a little bit more than two hundred and fifty dollars a yes. month. <laughs> I would assume. Okay, all right. Well, um, we're gonna we're gonna hop into something that you you know you didn't know, but but uh, I'm, I know you can help me on, um, because I just want to you know kind of uh, get your your help on on what what like you know your 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 current strategies are. But before we hop into this 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 little mini segment and get into everybody's questions, I want to quickly talk about. You know, I don't know if you heard, you know, I did a couple of podcasts on differences of, of brand analytics and search query performance and, and product opportunity explorer, you know, at face value, it just seemed like, Oh, th- two of these must be wrong because they're all showing different things. But then when you d- dig deeper, you're, you're, you're kind of looking and, and you understand that it's, it's, it's comparing apples and oranges, you know, like one exactly. is, is normalized and one is not normalized. And, and one is looking at a 24 hour window and one is looking at a multiple day window. all this stuff. We're not going to go into details there, but at the end of the day, I want to ask about the, the search career performance at the end of the day, you know, now that you have more of a grasp of what this is doing, how does that, affect your ppc strategy like for my for myself i actually combine it with helium 10 a little bit i'm looking at that impression data which i believe is it's only going to show up if if you're in the first couple of pages right and then so i'm like my impressions should always be be double the search queries because that means that i'm on page one organically and my ad is probably showing up so that every time somebody see you know enters a search they should there there should be two registering and then if not it's like okay well now i need to go into helium 10 keyword tracker and I'm like oh i'm on page 3 for my sponsored or i'm on page 4 for my organic that must be why i didn't have double so that's not, that's like one of the ways that i kind of like combine all three data points and then make my strategy but what about you what ppc decisions are you making based off of the search query performance report okay that that's a great question and i i believe search query performance is actually one of the most valuable reports that Amazon released recently. Yep, yep. To your point, yes, everyone should go and understand where these data come from because people constantly uh, comment that, oh, these numbers are wrong, but no, they are not wrong. They are just being calculated differently. So in terms of how we are using it, one of the use cases that I love it is to check your cannibalization. So before we didn't have any uh, option to see if this idea of cannibalization happening for our account or not. What you could do now is that you find a relative high uh, related search term and uh, from search query, you see what's your impression share, your click share, your purchase share. And what you do is that if you wanna do this test, you reduce your spending for that term. It could be uh, pausing your ad all of a sudden for top of search or no, just reducing your spend. So. 
as this as you are doing this test, you can go to search query performance and see what is the trend of your purchase share or click share. So if that trend is downward, it means your ad was helpful. And now that you removed your ads, you are seeing less sales. But if you see that your click share, your purchase share is not going down, they are not declining, it means that you were doing cannibalization. So that is one use case that you could do for your related keywords. The second is that what you mentioned, the impression share. If you go over search terms, you find highly related keywords to your product. If your impression share is low, even there's a number, you can uh, divide uh, one by 52. It gives you an idea of if you have one placement on the page, I don't know what the number would be. Uh, we don't do public math here, but if your number is really low, it means you are getting one placement or sometimes even you are not getting that one placement, meaning you have to increase in spending for ads to show up more on the uh, first result pages. That's for impression. Then you go to the click share. Sometimes you might see your impression share is really high, but your click share is low. What does that mean? Is that you are showing up on the first page, but your ads are not high enough in the page to get the clicks. So yes, you are appearing, but it's not effective because your uh, ads are at the rest of the page, maybe at the end of the page, so you are not getting those clicks. In that area, what you have to do, if that keyword is really important for you and you want to show up there, you have to increase your bid to make sure you show up on top of search or at least top half of the page to make sure you are increasing your click share. Then it goes to one thing that we really use it for is different strategies. So we decide to, for instance, we choose a keyword and we say we want to do ranking for this keyword. So we, what we do is that we create a single keyword campaign and take the focus to that keyword and analyze the trend of the search query performance to see we are spending on this. Are we increasing click share? Are we increasing purchase share by the test that we are doing for this keyword or not? To measure how effective is our strategy with going down to the keyword, with looking at the keyword and checking the click share and uh, purchase share. Then sometimes I might say you might see high. There are some tricks here that you guys need to understand. I see some comments that people see say if your click share, if your purchase share is lower than click share, it means there is this issue with your listing. For instance, uh, you have to change your imaging or offers. But no, if you have variance, you have to understand that the uh, the search query performance is the funnel from seeing the same product clicking on the same product and purchasing the same product. So if a customer clicks on the same product and goes to listing by but purchase the variant, you don't see that purchase in search query performance. So you can't compare your purchase share with click share. Yes, definitely you can see the trend, but never compare your purchase share and see it is lower or higher unless you have a single listing with no variance, sure, 100% you could do that. These are just few of the use cases we do uh, with the strategies. Excellent, excellent. So guys, you know, like this is uh, something that, you know, if you have a uh, brand registry, you should have access to and you should be looking at it. Um, just another one of the 75 reasons there are to have brand registry. I mean, there's almost, can't imagine why some a private label seller wouldn't want brand registry, but 
there's definitely all the reasons to do it. So make sure to uh, check this out and then do a search on the Serious Sellers podcast for our, our, our two video uh, deep dive that we did into brand analytics and search query uh, performance. I want to go over the something, some some atomic things. And and this is a cool thing. Like we all have our different, you know, strategy. Like maybe uh, Mansoor is not using atomic, but he has his own strategies, but we can actually take some of those into atomic. And so like, I want to, I'm going to open up our project X PPC uh, in atomic. And then I want to go over kind of like the rules I have. And I want to maybe, you know, tweak some of my rules to actually be, uh, you know, the incrementum digital kind of rules of, of managing PPC. So let me go ahead and, and share my screen here. All right. So I'm here in the atomic ad manager. And by the way, for, for those watching this on, on YouTube, I've got, this is actually a minor league baseball team called the Albuquerque isotopes, this hat and shirt. But to me, it's almost identical, not identical, but it's like very close to, it makes me think of Atomic, the Atomic logo. So I'm like, I'm going to wear this uh, Atomic, uh, but it's really a baseball team. You know, we, we don't have this full lineup of uh, of Atomic gear here. <laughs> Jake, Jake Paulson, who's watching, probably would have wanted to uh, buy it. But anyways, all right. One of the things that we do when we set up a, um, when we set up a campaign in Atomic Venture is, is we have uh, kind of like rule sets and and rule groups. So let me, let me just explain to you how I have this set up here. So from for usually from day one, depending on on the product, I'll I'll, I'll set up a, an auto campaign for a product. I'll set up a a what we call a research campaign. And then act, actually, I'm going to pause it right there. Historically, for my research campaigns, I have always done broad match. 2023. What is your suggestion? Because you know some people are like, hey, no, we got to go back to phrase because for the last year or, or at least last six months or so broad is like ridiculously broad like like amazon took it to the next level and unless you're doing you know the 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 modifiers you're not getting what you know 2021 broad used to be what's your suggestion there are you still using broad or are you doing phrase or are you doing that modifier thing for the launch process we always start just with exact and our reason is that we want to send the signal to amazon what our product is what we are related to because we believe that, yes, Amazon knows to some extent your product with SEO optimization, putting them in keywords in your title. But the reality is that it's a machine learning. It doesn't know everything about your product. So what we do, we try to feed this algorithm for learning more about our product and being more precise. So if you start with highly related keywords that you want to rank, you want to index, for exact for at least two weeks. From there, we start slowly expanding to auto and other match types. So that is how we do. Uh, definitely, we start with exact until the time we see, okay, our ranking is improving. It's a good time to expand to other match types. But from week two, we start auto, close match, and substitute, we start from week two. In terms of, as a general rule, yes, we are still using broad. Actually, I posted this on LinkedIn and some of uh, one Amazon reps uh, reached out by email to us that, no, this, this, uh, this post is not correct. You, you are making a mistake. Broad always has been like this. And we sent, we sent screenshots that here it is, our results in January. Here it is in December. This is, you have changed the behavior of broad. It's yes, for a sponsored brand, Used to be like that. We don't. We have no issue and argue there. But for sponsored product, the behavior has changed, and it is. It's a huge deal. I'll give you one example. Let's say you're targeting branded term 
in your uh, uh, broad, in the campaign as a broad. Go look at your search term, guys. You might see you are targeting all those uh, search terms that being triggered and they are not branded because now brand, uh, now broad match is so broad that you are triggering everything except branded terms. So I would say it becomes really important if you are targeting uh, uh, branded, don't use broad at all. Use broad match modifier. And to be honest, I haven't checked to see broad match modifier works in sponsored product or not. I, I set up a campaign. I'm not sure yet. I haven't changed the search term to make sure it behaves the same as a sponsored brand. But make, make sure about uh, branded. Don't use broad because it's not branded campaign anymore. In terms of other campaigns, it is, it is a judgment call. You got to see the campaign. If you see it is working, you have no issue. Don't touch what it is working. Mm -hmm. But in for some of our campaigns, we go there, we see we are wasting money. And the result is exactly because this new behavior of broad. In that case, I would say go change it to broad match modifier. All right. So now with that in mind, let's go back to what I was saying here. Let's just maybe this is not launched. Let's just say this is like, you know, I've been selling for a couple of months. But anyways, right. how I set it up, I set up auto campaign. I have a performance campaign, which is which is like my exact manual campaign. And then I have the research campaign, which, you know, could be broad with broad modifier. It could be phrase. Um, and then, you know, depending on, you know, the brand and if it's appropriate, I'll also have a sponsored display uh, campaign and I'll have a product targeting campaign, just an ASIN targeting campaign. Um, now, here's how I have it set up in Atomic. W what I do is I have them kind of talking to each other. So basically, if the auto campaign or the research campaign, since those are not you know specific targets, they might discover other keywords you know I didn't realize. How mm -hmm. I set it up is I say, hey, if I get two orders in an auto or a broad campaign or a phrase campaign, and I have thirty percent a cost or less, and obviously there's no one answer you know fits all, one size fits all, then I want Atomic to suggest to me, hey. You should put this if it's an ASIN, put it, you know, if it's if it's a if it's a product, you know, put it or a product, put it into the sponsor display campaign and put it into right. the product targeting campaign. If it's a search term, stick that into the exact campaign if I wasn't already targeting it, and potentially, you know, put it into that phrase match or a broad match to see if there's any longer tail versions of that of that keyword. So let me just stop right there. What about like is there any part of that that you would modify or are you doing differently? No, we are not doing anything differently. Actually, that's a great approach. And what I personally do is that any search term that is performing, I will relaunch it in exact phrase and broad in all match types. Okay. About broad, go for broad match and modifier, but we will launch them in all match types. It's great. And can you also uh, take it to the sponsor brand Yes, from yes, we can. But uh, th th this this particular window, I must not have a. I, I I think this brand, I only have a couple of products, so I didn't make a sponsored brand campaign. But some of them, I have I uh, I have for sponsored video. Should I don't have a video for this, so that would be also for sure. Right. Would you take that good performing keyword and put it in a sponsored video ad as well? Okay. All right. Excellent. All right. So there, there's that. Now, what, what about what I had said about the the two being the threshold? Is that kind of like what you guys do? Like some people go extreme, like, hey, I, I just want one conversion and I'm going to do it. Some people are like, no, I need at least three or four. I kind of pick two. What do you feel about that? 
Uh, I would go for three. Three, because, okay. Uh, yeah, from experience, we see that two is not enough to make sure that keyword will uh, convert in the future. But also about the ACoS, not necessarily we are just looking uh, at the keywords that performing under our target ACoS. Mm -hmm. Because the way we look at it is that, let's say your target ACoS here is 30, but yeah. this a keyword a search term performing at 40, 45. Sure. The way we look at it is that we can optimize that target bring the bit down and perform okay. with the yeah target. So then should I leave so, this blank or or just raise it to like a way above what I would normally do knowing that I would I would uh optimize it later. Yes, I would raise it for instance for let's say 40 45 but you have to make sure that you got to optimize this. Yeah, yeah. Right? Okay. Perfect. All right. And then do you do that that's something we we have the option for but I I never uh, suggested do you do search term isolation in that as soon as you know you move it from auto to these others, you you negative match an auto? Personally, I don't. Great question. No, and I don't recommend it at all. There okay. are different thought process here, but and my reasoning is that there are so many placements first, and every campaign exact phrase broad will be triggered in different placements. Mm -hmm. The issue with isolation is that let's say you have a search term performing in one campaign, then you negate it. First of all, you have to understand is that you're blocking that campaign, so you're not gonna see the same results. Are, it's not gonna uh, get triggered. You move that to a new campaign, there is a high chance of not seeing the same performance. And the reason is that Amazon does the machine learning in campaign level. So when you create, it's not in account level or in product level, it's in campaign level. So when you create a, a uh, fresh and new campaign, it needs to learn again from the zero. So it's going to put your mm -hmm. uh, product in different placements until getting to the point that, okay, these are the placements, this product is working. So you're not transitioning that machine learning from the old campaign that has the history and knows your products, what placements for this term it's working. Now you have a new campaign that Amazon needs to learn. I'm not saying it's not going to reach to that performance, but it might take time to reach to that performance. That we, if it is working, let's let it work in the original campaign. Also, launch it in a new campaign. There are so many placements. Don't think that oh, you have to 100% uh, isolate everything and kind of filter, bring the traffic, funnel the traffic to one campaign. Okay, that's that's very very helpful. Um, the other question is is like you know obviously you know if if the the, the campaigns are have been there for a while, you know, uh, it's going to find a lot of keywords and, and I might've already had exact manual keywords that I was targeting. What is your cap for exact campaigns before you're like, all right, I'm going to shut, not, not shut it down, but let me go now to, you know, uh, I'm going to funnel the new keywords I discovered to a new exact campaign. Like, is it five? Is it 10? Is it 50? Some people go crazy and just say, I only have one keyword target per, per campaign. What, what is your strategy there? So I'm not a fan of one for every term. And my reason is that if you go single keyword campaign for all your terms, you are going to have trouble uh, managing your budget because you need budget for every campaign. Yeah. So you are going to get to that issue of managing your budget. And from the other side, the cap that we put is around 15 to 20 max. Okay. So the way we look at it, 
If the keyword is highly related, high search volume keyword, we go for one, depending on how important the keyword is. If it is mid search volume keyword related keyword, we go to three to five and we move on by search volume and how important the keyword is. Our max, I would say, is 15 to 20. We have actually, when we launch campaigns for our clients, we have one core campaign that has different uh, uh, ad type, uh, ad groups, exact phrase broad. And it's just for research purpose, as we, as what you are doing here, as we are expanding, we finding the performing keywords, we expand to new campaigns. We don't go more than 15 to 20. So it starts from one to 15 to 20. Okay, perfect. Um, now moving to the negative side, you know, I, I set up rules so that Atomic will spit to me suggestions. You know, what we were talking about is the promotion side or the positive side, like, hey, finding keywords, what do I do with it? What should Atomic suggest to me? But on the negative side, um, I have I'm I'm able to put rules here where it's like, hey, if I get X number of clicks or X number of spend, and again, there's no one number that fits everybody. Mm -hmm. Let's just make that clear. Um, then Atomic will suggest to me to negative match this this search term or or potentially uh the the target. So um I put here on this particular one, I don't even remember what this was, egg tray or something, uh, 20 clicks. Uh, and then the, the, I think the retail price of this was $30 on this product. And so sometimes right. I go half, like I'll be like, all right, because sometimes there might be a really expensive keyword. And so I need to get more clicks to understand, or sometimes there might be just like a really cheap keyword. So I put a $15 spend. What would you, or what, what are kind of your thoughts on on what, what makes you want to negate a, a search term? Well, I think the approach you have here is on point. And there are different factors that impact when we want to negate. One is the data. The other is the spin that you want to do. And finally, it is how related that keyword is to your product or not. If the keyword is not related, which no rule can define that, sure. right? You might get two clicks, but the keyword is not related. Right away, you negate it. In terms of clicks, number of clicks, it goes back. I always work by conversion rate. If I see my products has a 10% conversion rate, it means after 10 clicks, I should get one sale, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. But when it comes to PPC, the conversion rate in PPC always is less. Let's say uh, if it is a listing conversion rate is 10%, for PPC, usually it is 6 7% in terms of the conversion rate, which that translates to 15, 16 clicks. So what I would do is that, and uh, you mentioned it is your suggesting, right? It's not going and implementing. It just suggests yeah. to use yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, we have that as an option in Atomic to just automate it. But personally, I'm like a control freak when it comes to PPC. So like, I want to at least be given the opportunity to say yes or no, because there's sometimes where I might not do, even though I'm the one who set up these rules, like if there's a keyword where like, hey, I mean, I'm willing to lose money on some keywords because I just have to, you know, conquest that, mm -hmm. that, that, you know, coffin shelf. Like I, I have to be number one for coffin shelf because this, this right. competitor is doing something crazy campaign right now. So like, I understand I'm going to lose money. So I, I personally don't automate it, but yeah, at least it'll tell me, Hey, th this came up implement yes or no. And I, I'll, I'll just hit yes or no. Right. No, that that's a great approach. I love it. And uh, so I would say, a 10% listing for PPC, let's say it's a 6% because it's always less. I would say that after 16 click, show me that keyword. 
And the reason I'm going with conversion rate is that we know there is a direct relationship between PPC and your organic ranking. So if for a keyword, your conversion rate is bad, you will see that translates itself in organic ranking, your organic ranking will might hurt. So I personally, I'm not a fan, big fan of negation. I try to uh, do that with bid optimization. So what we do is that we decrease the bid until, uh, if you are not converting, until you appear in a place that you are not getting maybe that, that much clicks that impacts negatively. And I don't have anything against negating unless if you negate a related keyword, you have to circle back to that keyword later. And the reason is that the competition is changing, your offer is changing, your reviews is changing, some things that is not converting now, it doesn't necessarily mean it won't convert in the future. Mm -hmm. So if you negate, go back, try them, put them in a campaign, see what the results are in the future, then your offer, when the market is changing. So in terms of the number of clicks, if you want to negate, there is no rule, depends to your product, what is your conversion rate, and what do you think PPC conversion rate should be? Uh, I would say like roughly 70% of your listing conversion rate. And spend is really an important factor because we see this happening. Uh, managers just trusting to the clicks and don't looking at cost per click and the spend that we are uh, having for that keyword. So all of a sudden you have a product, 30 bucks, you have spent 30 bucks, it might be even seven clicks, right? You haven't reached that threshold, but you need to do something, either decrease your bid or get a notification, as you say, uh, as you said in Atomic, that there is something like this happening. Now, as a manager, it's your judgment call. Do you want to negate it or do whatever you want to do? So it is, I, 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 we would do the same, okay. looking at clicks and the spend. All right, let's get to some user questions now. Uh, we've got Jonathan from YouTube uh, says, do you agree that before running PPC, you should optimize your listings? Of course, I don't think anybody would, would say would say no. Uh, but the second part here, making sure the listing has at least a four-star rating. Like, I don't know. Me personally, I'm doing PPC from day. I mean, I, I can't even get reviews if nobody has my product. So, so but, but then I, I guess I do hear some people say, oh, like, I'm not going to start PPC until I get... Um, you know, some reviews, but to me, it's like a chicken or the egg, you know, like how, how do you have one with the other? What, what are your thoughts on this question? Uh, same approach as you, we run PPC from day one for many reasons. You have the honeymoon, you want to push, bring the traffic, convert. And I understand your point, Jonathan, because you are saying, I don't have any reviews, how people would purchase, but there are other ways that you can make your offering appealing. First of all, of course, you should have a good product. If you don't have a good product and you don't, you, you don't think you're going to convert, then what's the point of launching that product? But the second is that the best way I see is by bringing your price down. So giving that people that idea of, okay, even if it is bad, well, and keep that in mind, the returning on Amazon is really easy. So customers don't mind as long as they see a good product. And since you don't have review, just bring your pricing down, give a huge good discount. You will see that customers will start purchasing even with zero review. So start from day one. Yeah, I agree. Let me go to some more questions here. Let's see. All right, from YouTube, uh, Limbesh says, what do we do if 90% of our sales are from PPC only, and it's been like this for six months. 
Uh, it means you have an organic visibility issue. Uh, and what you, I would say, if 90% of the sales coming from PPC, instead of just focusing on bringing sales through PPC, you have to focus on finding potential keywords that you can drive your budget toward those keywords to improve organic ranking. So your first and your priority here should be improve your organic ranking. You gotta, uh, I don't wanna go to the detail here. You have to find the hydrated keywords uh, that you have the potential. CPR from uh, a cerebral is a great place to look at what those potential keywords are and put your budget in exact match with your campaigns toward that, start converting with PPC and you will see your organic rank improvement. Okay, excellent. Um, this is from Jake. Looks like he's watching on YouTube. Says, I, I, th this is like a while back you were talking, I believe about, we were talking about the launch the launch part of, of, of PPC. Says, so you're saying that you feel it's better to narrowly target search terms when launching to get your snowball rolling in the right direction before helping it grow. Yes, definitely. And we have seen time and time that uh, the results comes. And I always, when I talk about this, the way I explain this is just think as Amazon, as a machine learning. You are feeding Amazon with the signals that you have. So you are targeting a keyword. And if the keyword, you're bringing the sales for that keyword, you are converting good for that keyword. You are telling, signaling Amazon that, look, I'm doing great job for this product, for this keyword. So Amazon will reward you with giving you better organic ranking. The only things that you have to consider is that what are those keywords? Don't go right away after high search volume keywords because no matter how much signal you give, since the search volume, the search volume, uh, the sales volume for that keyword is high, you can't reach that. Find long tail keywords, medium search keywords, highly related. Look at the CPR, how many sales they generate over seven, eight days. See if you can generate closely to that number, start targeting them and slowly expand because as you target these keywords, you, you see better ranking, you can move on your with your budget to uh, more uh, search terms with higher search volume keywords. Okay. Next one from Jalil. It's a two-part question here. It says, the first part says, if I have a campaign with 30 plus keywords, but I see that one of the keywords is driving 85% of the traffic, if I move it to its own campaign, will the performance of the ISO campaign not be as good as the original because of campaign relevancy? Or does that not matter as much in this case if I put the bid the same? So I, I would say if a keyword driving 85% of the result, instead of moving that keyword, keep the campaign with the same keyword, move the other terms that bring in 50%. It's not a huge number, but what you will do with this is that first of all, you're giving for the other terms when they are combined with this high search volume keyword, they are not getting to their full potential they can't get enough impression because all the budget goes to the high search volume keyword. Keep that keyword where it is, move the other keywords to a new campaigns. And actually in this case, you might see better results because now they are starting to get some impressions, bring more data. And you, again, you start feeding the machine learning and you will see that results come. Here's a question. Uh, what's the best course to learn PPC professionally for my clients? Because I'm a, a Google partner. Well, there's a couple. Op there's a few options out there. If you're already a Helium 10 member, uh, Huns, 
and you have a diamond account, you have access to our, our PPC Academy course that you can take. Um, so just, you know, log into your Helium 10 account and you'll be able to see PPC Academy there. Uh, Incrementum, uh, at Incrementum, do you guys also have uh, PPC courses on? We, on we, yeah, we have launched Amazon Advertising Academy. Okay. It is from zero from for someone that knows nothing about even Amazon to making you a professional. Uh, to that 90%, because the risk is you learning because constantly there are updates, right? At the moment, it is closed, but we will uh, reopen it sometimes this year again. Here's one that I can probably take and then also mention, but how to identify which keywords and search terms are getting most of the sales and the bleeding keywords and search terms. So, you know, if you're using Atomic, uh, you just go to your analytics page and then look at search terms. And then I, I just personally sort by, by spend and I see, oh, wow, coffin shelf is is getting you know the number one keyword that's generating sales but then i can instantly look and it's obvious that i don't pay much attention to what i'm doing here because obviously i'm not a uh, i'm not into my amazon account but look at this i've been just letting this egg cartons this this would be what he called a what did he say the bleeding keyword for sure spending 65 dollars and only getting 23 dollars but it, uh, of of sales but that's that's here in atomic if you're if you don't have uh, access to the tool, you can get this by downloading your, you know, search term reports, you know, from from Seller Central. Um, but yeah, for for those of you who are wondering what what screenshots I was showing, this is Atomic. So if you got need more information on that, h10.me forward slash Atomic. H10.me forward slash Atomic. Now, one thing we do uh, on the regular podcast episodes, which is actually this is going to be uh, reposted to our podcast, is we ask our guests to give us uh, what we call the SST sixty second tip. All right. So, you know, you've been giving us, you've been answering questions today. You've been giving us uh, a lot of strategies, but what is something that we haven't talked about today? Just a, a general strategy or it could be specific. It could be about PPC, could be about anything. Uh, it could be about how to find good food in Canada, which sometimes I, I, I don't, uh, I struggle to do, but what is a 60 second strategy you can give our guest today? So 60 second strategy is that don't try to get fancy and too complicated when you are managing your Amazon advertising. First, focus on fundamentals, which are good uh, segmentation for your good keyword research first. Make sure you are doing a great job in doing keyword research. Next, doing segmentation for your campaigns. Don't stuff everything in one campaign. Do the segmentation based on that. Launch your campaign, bid optimization, negation, and kind of going into diversifying in all ad types based on what is working from search term report. So I, I see some people get, they get really fancy. They want to see different reports, the search query performance and everything before they have tackled that uh, fundamentals of their Amazon advertising. So focus there, that 80-20% per, 80, rule is your foundation. Excellent. Excellent. So this is great. How can people find you out there on LinkedIn and other places? If you can spell out your, your full name. Uh, you, you could find me at on LinkedIn. I am most active on LinkedIn, sending posts most regularly and Mansoor Noruzi. I, I don't know if my name is here or not. Mansoor Noruzi search for that. And you could find me there and hopefully you can get some insights from my posts. Let me see if I can throw up your name there. There, there we go. M-A-N-S-O-U-R-N-O-R-O-U-Z-I for those who are just listening to this and can't see the uh, screen. All right. Well, uh, this has been very uh, helpful. It's been awesome. You lending your your knowledge. And guys, again, don't forget, you know, you, you can uh, 
get the services of Incrementum Digital by going to hub.helium10.com and uh, go, uh, searching for Incrementum Digital, and then uh, Mansoor's team will be able to help you out. So thank you very much, and and next year, you know, let's bring you back and let's talk about all the new things that I'm sure Amazon is going to release in the uh, in the next uh, in the next uh, year or so. Hundred percent, and thank you so much for having me again. It was a great discussion.